Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. So in today's episode, we have Cece Sutton from Houston, Texas. She is a 13-year professional speaker, uh, just rock star lady, right on, Jessa? Oh my gosh, I could spend like hours talking to her. Yeah, so so could I. And what we loved most about, I think, the the interview is that we just dive deep dive into self care, and and she's she's she coins the term not work life balance, work life rhythm. And I think one of the biggest takeaways of this conversation is we hear a lot about oh we need to take care of ourselves, and then we we know what we need to even do. We know all this stuff. But a lot of people are not doing it. When the rubber meets the road, a lot of women, excuse me, are not doing it. So one thing she talked a lot about was being intentional and really listening to your body and actually asking your body, how are you feeling right now? And I know for me personally, huge, huge takeaway. Also, she talks about like, we, we wake up in the morning and there we go, right? We have our to-do list and we check things off of our list and we don't take a break. So she recommended intentional breaks meaning you schedule the break if you work 90 minutes you schedule a 20 minute and you take care of yourself what does that look like it might differ from one person to another you might be taking a deep breath that's it or you might mean reading a chapter of a book or pray or meditation so it really varies but for me what she's saying because i work on schedule right so <laughs> scheduling the break was not even on my, you know, my front head. Like it's not even a possibility. But now I, from looking from that perspective, I see how important it is. And she was talking about self-care, not as a privilege, but as, but as a necessity that we need to do in order for us to really be the best that we can be and therefore help others. So yeah. this is a must for everybody that is listening. So you won't regret spending the next hour with us. And I can't wait to hear what you got out of this. So share with us on our Facebook community and send us your future questions. Enjoy the episode. Welcome back, ladies. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Invest Her Show, where we are on a mission to support women living a financially free and balanced life. And it really comes down to that mission, <laughs> everything we're doing these days, right? Comes back to a mission and being focused on supporting women in this amazing space of investing, but more than that, right? Taking care of ourselves, which I'm so excited about. We're so excited about having Cece Sutton on today's show. Cece, welcome to our show. Thank you so much for having me, ladies. Yeah, I'm we're really so excited. excited. <laughs> really excited to get into, uh, you know, your, you have so many neat phrases in your, um, on your website and the keynotes that you do. And we're going we're gonna to get into all that in a moment here. Excellent. And we'll probably definitely have to have you back on. That's, oh, that's just, uh, we already it. know that. <laughs> I would love it. I'm going to have to fly to Philly next time though. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be wonderful. That'll be wonderful. Um, and we always like to begin our, uh, you know, our time with all of you amazing women listening and now watching since we're on YouTube uh, to just connect to all of you. And Andressa, has something burning to share with us just real quick here as we jump into our interview. Well, uh, so let's, once a month, Liz and I get together in person to really reconnect 
and work on uh, our strategy, right? Moving forward where we are at with uh, the community as a whole and moving forward. And it's funny that every time that we go, we have an agenda and something just show up and then we need to talk about it. And in that case was me being or feeling super overwhelmed mm. and, and having all different things going on. And then Liz, she's just like, she's the best when like approaching something. And then she just, and then she said to me, you know, babe, you are the only one that can choose to put yourself first on your list. And I was like, yeah, I am <laughs> the only one. So why the hell I'm not doing that, right? I rather get things done out of my list, but me, me going to the gym, me going to church, me taking care mm -hmm. of myself, whatever that might look like, if it is nails, if it is massage, if it is time by yourself, whatever that is, it was not on my list. And then I was like, so appreciative of her doing it. And I think that that is like, it's funny that we're talking about self-care during this interview, because women, as women, we invest in real estate differently. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, if our cup is not 100% full, we really can't help others. But there is this stigma and a challenge that we feel so guilty, so guilty by putting ourselves ourselves first that I think that we all need to talk about it. Yes. We don't. So I'm really excited about this. It's just like segue from what I have done. And, and one thing, so you guys know, I've been talking about me going to the gym and I, doing something for myself. I did it. My legs are... <laughs> Our legs are so sore. <laughs> and they should okay. be. <laughs> Liz was so accountable to me. She's like, 5 a.m. She's like, hey, what's going on? You told me to. I'm like, yes, I'm absolutely. And I went there, but my legs are just like not following the directions that I want to <laughs> go, but I'm hanging on it. But I just took one step forward. That's it. And now I committed to do it. I took one step forward. And that's all I can do. So I'm really excited about today's interview. Oh, Andressa, awesome. congratulations to you for taking that first step. That's the hardest part. The beautiful <laughs> thing is, is that once it really starts to lock in, you won't have to get Liz to call you. Your body will start calling you and telling yeah. you, hey, it's right. time to go get this. Exactly. I felt mm. like, oh my gosh, it feels like me purchasing my first property. It's so like, oh my gosh, I'm going to this gym. Are they going to be looking at me? Am I doing this right? I don't know the language. I don't know what that does that mean. It's just like, uh, and it's probably the, the way that everybody feels when they're buying their first house. So let's just go. Let's just go. Awesome. <laughs> Love it. Awesome. That's great. Re recommendation. That's a great um, refresher for all of us on And you did take the action. People can inspire you, but it's really ultimately right up to all of us to, to take that, those baby steps. So Cece, so excited to have you on and you are a self-care expert. You do a lot of keynotes around work-life rhythm, you call it. You don't call yes. it balance, which, which I totally love. And we, I might love need to, you know, we might need to continue on with that, with that kind of conversation. But tell us all, you know, you know, not so much on the real estate investing side, but really how did you, because you have a really neat story on how you got into this work. Yes. So how did it all begin for you to be teaching others about these really, really important topics? 
Sure. Well, the best way to explain it is that I lived it. <laughs> I lived it. I was what I like to call overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight. And <laughs> it just, it was bothering me. But at the same time, I was in my flow, you know, like we all do, clock in, clock out. And finally, one day I was sitting at my desk and I remember this so vividly and I prayed, I said, God, if you give me a job where I can work from home, have some autonomy, uh, have control over my own time and schedule, I promise I'll get rid of this 30, 40 pounds. I promise you. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't really too much know where this work from home job was going to come from because in the field that I was in at that time, you know, it was kind of, you know, hit or miss. But lo and behold, the opportunity came and I've been now about six years from working from home and I have stuck to my promise of doing better by me. And I think that a lot of times when we're moving about life, we're thinking about how we can do better by others, but we really just don't stop to think, how can my life be better? And the minute I did that, I'm telling you, everything changed. Everything changed. And I had to give myself permission. And we talked a little bit about that before mm. we came on air. But I had to give myself permission to be like, you know what? I ain't happy. I need to do something different about it. So um, I, I, my very first step, what I tell everybody is if you're thinking about doing more self-care for yourself, the very first step is giving yourself permission. Wow. I love that. And, yeah. and one thing that I think we go through life uh, we go through the day and yes. like autopilot yes. and, and then we only figure it out that something is not working when our body kind of like break down where we break down, where we just, you know, explode or something happen. And then just like a wake up call. Right. So what would you say? Uh, so to avoid that, that, you know, build up. Is there a way that we can throughout our day be more conscious or aware of how we are feeling and therefore take like smaller steps to kind of like reset? Absolutely. So the biggest thing with this part of it, when you're talking about taking some time to listen to your body, you have to initially schedule that time to listen oh, to your body. Really? Okay. You have to initially be very, very intentional. Okay, so if I'm going to work, I'm going to work in a 90-minute increment. And after that 90 minutes, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to get up from the computer. I'm going to step away. That's your time to recalibrate. When you don't allow yourself that time to stop, then you don't get the chance to listen to your body. You're in go mode from eight to five. And the crazy thing about it, Liz and Andressa, is that by the end of the day, you're feeling like, okay, so what did I get done? I didn't I really didn't get anything done. You didn't really take the time to celebrate accomplishing that first 90-minute increment of work. You didn't really take the time to take a break. You didn't take the time to take your lunch. You didn't take the time to just allow you to recover from some work because we're really not meant to work just straight eight to five mm. Really not how we're designed to, to be. So the very first thing that I tell you to do is to be intentional about it. Schedule some of this time. In the morning at 5 a.m., Andressa's listening to her body. Her body's saying, girlfriend, you need to get up and go to the gym. So that's the first thing that you've done to listen to your body. The second thing that you've done is you've scheduled some 90-minute increments. You work in batches is what I like to call it. And in being intentional in doing so, you may have to set the timer on your phone for 90 minutes. I'm going to work this 90 minutes. I'm going to kill all these big to-dos that I have. And then I'm going to take my 15, 20 minute break. 
And during that 15, 20 minute break, I may do some mindfulness, you know, I may just take three big deep breaths. Y'all real quick, take some one big deep breath. <sighs> what did that feel like? Like a refresh. It, to me, it like paused for me. Self-care is all about whatever rejuvenates you. So it doesn't have to be this hour-long massage or going to get the pedicure unless you want to. I'm all for that. Invite me too. But <laughs> it doesn't have to be that. It is very sometimes small things just to keep you calibrated because there's a lot that's thrown at you during the day. I love different directions <laughs> all at the same time. Yeah, yeah. We didn't even put our fingers up, which we <laughs> we normally do, right? We're all both of us are just in the in the in the zone of listening to. You. No, I think that that you you bring up so many amazing points, and just to take that further with the calibration, because that has a lot to do with energy, right? Yes, and I'm sure that's you know everything to do with. So everything. sometimes, and I can just speak personally, right? But sometimes you don't know you're feeling a certain way Correct. until you're like really feeling that. Right? right. And, and I know we've had different women. We I've talked to different women about this and I've been through courses and, and sometimes it's like, okay, you got to know where, if you're about to feel overwhelmed or feel angry or, you know, or whatever those feelings are for you. I don't usually feel angry. That's a pretty intense emotion for me, yeah. but worry or overwhelm or something that's not right. Peaceful. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes you don't know you're about to be in that feeling. Yeah. So when you say calibration, and it has a lot to do with self-care, how do you become more, I don't know, mindful of your own body? Is, is that what it is? Or I'm just curious to get a little more knowledge of that because I think there's, there's a lot to that, that for yeah. women. And I, I don't know if we're all aware. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> but, sure, sure. Yeah. And, 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 and no, it's not just you. A lot of us, like I said, are just in the minutiae of just go, go, go. We just don't stop to process. How do I really want to respond to this? You know, mm. do I really want to blow up at my husband when I'm finally fed up? Or do I want to, before I even know it's coming, do I want to go ahead and address it? Part of this um, work-life rhythm is getting a rhythm at home, too. Mm. I think a lot of times we try to think about, you know, how can I be better at work? But really, you can't be your best at work if you're not your best at home. Mm. That's why a lot of us are coming into the workspace. We can't even focus because we're worried about all these things back Mm. at home. And so when you're starting this whole process of becoming more aware of how you're feeling about things, I, from my experience, believe it starts at home. You know, do I want to come home and be tired and fed up and frustrated with my family and my spouse? Or do I want to sit down and say, hey, spouse, let's start doing something for the whole family. Because it's not just you that needs the self-care. Husband needs the self-care and kiddos need the self-care. You're just more aware that you need it. (laughs) But... It needs to be a family thing. We need to sit down and talk about, okay, Liz, when do you want to take your self-care time? You know, if if Mm. once a month, once a month, you get to do whatever you want to do, Liz, what is that that you want to do? And when do you want to do it? Sitting down and talking about it. A lot of us, by the time we've decided we want self-care, we like, forget the children, forget you. I'm about to go do me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's almost like you're like angry about it at that point. Yeah. Figure it out. You guys will survive. (laughs) Exactly. You're telling him these are your kids too. Go work it out. Y'all got it. But really, we're trying to get to a space where we can be proactive and say, Mm. hey, we all recognize as a family that this is really important for us to do. So let's allocate the time. Let's get a family calendar. Liz says that every Saturday at 10 from 10 till 11, she wants to go to dance class. 
Okay, so we're going to put that time on the family calendar and we're going to honor that. We're going to respect that time for Liz. She needs that. And let me tell you, it's not a one time thing. Mm -hmm. We're talking about developing a lifestyle. And I think a lot of times we think of self-care as just these, you know, knee jerk reactions like, oh, the kids are off of soccer. Let me hurry up and go do this. We're talking about intentionally scheduling things. And as you continue to schedule these things and as you continue to be proactive, you'll start to notice that you're not as frustrated. You're not as off kilter. You're more in tune with how you're feeling about things. You're telling yourself now, I need to go ahead and communicate this. And so it doesn't turn into something that festers and blows up. Because how many times have we gotten upset about something and we were like, I just wish you would do this. And husband's like, all right, well, why didn't you just tell me to <laughs> do it? You know, I mean, you don't have to blow up, but by then it's too late. And so to answer your question, Liz, we have to be intentional once again mm -hmm. and really decide how do I want to go about handling these situations? Mm -hmm. I believe many, many of us, we've I've, I've done a couple of courses where um, it talks about the big rocks, the small rocks, the yes. sand, and everything <laughs> else, right? And we always put the big rocks on our schedule, intentionally put the big rocks on our schedule uh, so we can, you know, work around those. I think, no, I think, no, I'm sure um, self-care to me, I think was either sand or water. It was mm. not a big rock. Mm. So it was like, okay, if I, if there is, as you were saying, if there is a space in between something or if it fits my calendar this week, then I will add something there. Right. So usually an afterthought. An afterthought. And instead, what's coming up to me is why not put self-care as the big rock? That's but it. my question to you is, we women have this feeling called guilt, right? We're not comfortable feeling guilty and, and, and putting ourselves first. At least I, I sure. have that feeling sure. different um, parts of my day. Sure. Uh, so how to deal with that guilt, sure. kind of feel it and still do it, but yes. how to like deal sure. with that? That is so perfect because 99.9% .9 of the women out here, that is exactly what they're dealing with is the guilt. And what we have to do, Andressa, is we have to have a paradigm shift about this self-care thing. Maybe we have to think about it as self-preservation. If I'm oh. going to survive, if I'm going to survive this life, if I'm going to be the best for you, husband, if I'm going to be the best for you, children, I have to. Self-care medically is described as a necessity that you get to choose. It isn't a necessity. It is, in fact, it is so much of a necessity that they're now tying in some mental health issues around this, that if you don't do this, these are the things that, these are the consequences that your body's going to suffer. And so we have to really get serious about it and understand that it's no longer just this thing that we, if we have time to do, it is a must do. It is a must, absolute must. So the minute that you start thinking about it from the perspective of just like you must eat, you must have water. It's one of those same exact things. It is a must. And again, remember, self-care is about whatever rejuvenates you, okay? And so it doesn't mean that you have to go out and spend money. I think the guilt part comes from, well, this money I could have put towards little Jimmy's clothes, you know, for the school year. <laughs> this is not about having to spend money. There's so many different ways to exercise self-care. Journaling is one. Heck, just dancing around the house, cooking a healthy meal, things that rejuvenate you. 
that you can be doing around the clock. You don't even realize it. A lot of us think that we have to just compartmentalize the self-care time. If, for example, again, remember, I'm the work-life rhythm girl. So work-life rhythm to me means I may be at the gym, but I'm reading a report for work. Okay. So I think the guilt starts to come in when we feel like we have to give up something in order to give us something. And that's not always the case. That's not always the case, but it's definitely a big rock. And it's definitely something that I challenge you. Sometimes you have to do first. You just have to. And the guilt, let me address this too. Sometimes the guilt is not internal. Sometimes the guilt is coming externally from our spouses or from our children. We have to be ready to address that as well. Please allow me to give you an example. One of my favorite pastimes at at one point in time was making jewelry. And I loved it. My mom and I did it together. And one day my husband was like, why do you spend all this time making this jewelry? You know, you're not making any money or anything. And I had to help him understand that this is not about money for me. I have a nine to five. (laughs) You have a nine to five. We don't need any more money. That's not the issue. This is my way of decompressing of relaxing, of enjoyment. And I had to let him know that a few times, you know, and that's okay. You might have to help your loved ones to understand what this self-care thing is. This is a necessity. Yeah. And I think, I think we need to know it first, right? So we need to get really clear on that. Just the question is what rejuvenates me. It is, it is so much beyond just the, because some days, I mean, I will go to the gym I take a spin class. I get up and I meditate. I'm like, I got my day going. And then something in that day, I'm not rejuvenated. Right. Sure. So I've done the things that really are critical to me, right. but it's the mindfulness. It's the, it's maybe putting something else in the day and not going from thing to thing to thing. Cause that's what's happening. I meditate, check gym, check kids off to the bus, check <laughs> as much as I can get done before my son gets off the bus, check right. what I have to do between three and five, check, make dinner, check bedtime. check. And it's like, hold on. Right. Because you just like now just just checked off a bunch of things. Right. There was, there was some some of my days of zero mindfulness, but yet I checked off the self care box. I'm doing good there, <laughs> well, maybe right based on what you're saying. I love that. It's like taking it to a whole different level of just really being what you rejuvenates you and have you schedule those things. It's really simple. It is. It is. Even- and initially, it feels like a checkbox. But let me tell you something what will end up happening. Um, when I initially first started getting, getting massages, one time massages was kind of like a fad. It was this thing that, you know, only ritzy people, you know, had time to do. And money. <laughs> so, you know, I would do one every maybe once a quarter or something. But then I started saying, you know what, this massage thing really helps my body. You know, I may need to start doing this a little bit more often. Well, now I'm up to every other week and heck, I'm about to go to every week. But your body, it will come to a point in time where your body will start telling you, you need this. So Mm -hmm. it will no longer become a check off the, it's a necessity. Yeah. And until you can get into that space of necessity, it may seem like a check off the box. Don't worry. Just do it. Just do it. And the way we form habits is by just continuously doing these things. But the minute you decide, oh, I can skip it, or it's not really that important, or little Johnny's more important, you start to kind of fall off your lifestyle. Yeah. And that's the key. I I love what you're saying because I can relate, right? Let's use my gym example. I get that exercise is good and everything else. However, my perception right? My, in my head, what I had, my, the story that I had in my head is, listen, those people, they spend a lot of time at the gym. 
not that smart. <laughs> um, if they have a lot of time to spend at the gym, how they're able to read a book or blah, 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 blah. I don't think I fit that mold. I am more intellectual, la, la, la. All those freaking excuses. But until the moment that I did, I did understand, hold on, those are only stories. My perception doesn't really freaking matter. What really matter is that you need to take one step forward, no matter what my brain was telling me. Listen, my brain was telling me on the way there. Do you really want this? Ah, it's so expensive. Um, it might be hard. But I was like, you know, legs, forget those thoughts. You keep going. You keep, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. And Andressa, when you're, after you've worked out, what words describe how you feel after you've worked out? You know, I felt, I felt actually good because I really enjoyed the, the different things that were there. The people were there were very like diverse and welcoming, not perfect at all with their bodies, with their movement. And then I felt that I broke the glass ceiling that that limitation did not no longer existed for me so I felt like I'm liking this and I can certainly add this to my lifestyle because the person that I want to be in the future she does exercise yes so and I want to be remember, her now do you remember how your body responded to you throughout the rest of the day after very energetic mm. I did not feel tired did you go this morning? Did you go this morning? Tomorrow morning, I have one. Oh, tomorrow one morning, one. you seem yes. you seem especially energetic today. So I was like, oh, maybe I? she went this morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It will change your disposition. And what I want you to see here is that we also have to pay attention to how our bodies feel after we've taken that time for self care. You have to plug that in. You can't look at it as just a checkoff. Okay, great. I went to the gym. Okay, who next? You have to listen to your body. How is it responding? Do I feel calmer? Am I able to handle more stressful situations? You know, listen to that because those are the rewards and the benefits of that. And you certainly want to continue to do those things. I'll tell you, um, I'm a ballroom dancer and every weekend without a doubt, I'm on the dance floor. And it's something about the endorphins that are released during that time that I can tell a week where I have danced that Sunday before versus a week where I didn't. I can tell, I've been dancing for that long that I know when I've had the time to do something that I've enjoyed versus, uh, I can't wait to get to the dance floor because I didn't get to do it last weekend. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So even though right now it may feel like something that you have to do and you got to think about what is it that I like to do, eventually those are the things that get you through life. They really do. Yeah. And then for the women listening to that are like, you know, they're, they, they, have, they have so many, right? As women, we have so many plates spitting, right? We have the, we have the you know, if we're, if, we're in a, if we're in a relationship, we have the spouse hat. We have the, you know, the mom hat, maybe. We have the aunt hat. Uh, even if you don't have kids, you're not married. You have some familial relationships that you are the center of. You're making sure you call the mom, the dad, the aunt, the uncle, the woman down the street who doesn't get, you know, meals. You try to help her. Like every, a lot of the women I know are not like these selfish women that don't do anything. They're always pretty giving. They're, they're always wanting to help. They want to be at the center of the helm of helping and service. Mm -hmm. But we have these things that we need to take care of. We want to create financial freedom, which is a big goal of, of Andres and I and what we're doing with the show of real estate investing being one way. Not but, and we want to do it in a way that 
uh, is peaceful, is not so like, oh, let's just work all night to achieve that goal. Like, like many go-getting women will do like, okay, I'm just not going to sleep tonight. That's how I'm going to achieve my goals. Or at least maybe that's just me. I don't know. (laughs) So we don't want to do it that way. We want to do it in a way that feels good. So you know, for the women listening and they, they, they get this, this, okay, I, I need to know what rejuvenates me. I can't just check the box off. I need to f- listen to my body. Totally makes sense. I also have these other big goals and I'm maybe working full time or part time, taking care of my kiddos, whatever it might be. You know, what, what, what do I do to make sure I kind of take care of me and take care of everyone else? Is it just, just brainstorm some of these things initially? Uh, start with baby steps. What would you say for the women listening? Like, whoa, I have, you know, so much to do. And now I, I need to take care of myself. I get it. But how do I really do it all? I break it down into a really s- simple three-step formula is the way I look at it. Um, the first thing, though, before you start this formula is you, you want to do a little research and figure out what are all these things out here that I want to do that might appeal to me for self-care. You want to get your arsenal built up. You probably want to get maybe about 10 good things that you can do when you need to pull out some self-care time. And initially it's going to be like, what do I even like to do? I talked to so many women who are like, I don't even, I have no clue. Well, (laughs) as we know, Google is full of wonderful (laughs) ideas. That's a great idea. (laughs) And so that's the very first step. Sit down and take some time to Google, you know, what are different self-care things? You will be surprised how many things out there are self-care that you didn't Mm. realize are actually self-care. Okay. Mm. So that's the first thing that you do. Now, this three-part system that I have, the first step is to schedule the time, okay? You have to schedule the time. You may have to do what I had to do, which is print out a calendar of 8 a.m. to you know 12 a.m. the next day and really jot down everything that you're doing and wherever there's a blank spot, because let's be honest, there's 168 hours in a week. You are not truly busy 168 hours, okay? Not in real life. It feels like it, but not in real life. And you have to find out where those block of times that you're normally you know, got a little time, 15 minutes here, 30 minutes there, maybe an hour there and start to literally take those ideas that you had of self-care things that you want to do and start plugging them in into the calendar. And again, if you have a family, you may want to put this in a shared calendar. So husband will know this is what's going on. The communication piece is a very big piece that I don't want to gloss over. A lot of times we as women, we have the tendency to ask for permission. Okay. Versus support. Mm. And I had to learn that when you're asking for permission, you're going to get a totally different response from your spouse than when you're asking for support. And here's what it sounds like. Liz, you're my husband for intents and purposes here. Okay. Hey, Liz, um, is it okay if I go and get my, you know, me a massage, you know, at the end of the week? Liz may say, yeah. Not, I got a lot going on. Sorry. Maybe next yeah. week. Maybe next week. Maybe next week. Or, or Liz, as my husband, may say, you know, <laughs> honey, we just don't have another budget right now. I'm sorry. We can't. You know, you, you, you need to watch kids do something. Okay. So that's asking for permission. Where versus if I come to Liz, hey, Liz, I feel so much better throughout the week whenever I've had time to just get a quick massage. It's just, just going to be a 30 minute massage. I'm going to put this on the calendar. If you don't have anything going on, I appreciate you watching the kids while I go get this massage, okay? And Liz's husband is going to be like, okay, yeah, I don't want to watch, but okay, I'm going to do it. I'm telling you, I need your support 
In order for me to be at my best, this is what I need. And so we have to change our language as well. Not only do we have to change our mindset about self-care, but we have to change our language. How are we communicating this to our loved ones? Are we helping yeah. them to understand that this is a necessity? Not just a y'all are getting on my nerves and I need to go. <laughs> mm. You know, this is more about help me in supporting myself so I can be my best for you. So again, the first step is to schedule the time. The second step is to set the tempo. And what I mean by setting the tempo, setting the tempo is about setting the help. Okay. You may need to delegate some things. There are a lot of things that we do. Let's be honest, Liz and Andressa, we don't like to do. We hate it. I don't know why we continue to do these things that we're doing. But you're either going to delegate it or you're going to eliminate it or you're going to elevate it, as I like to say. How can I make this fun if I have to do it? But really sit down and think about what are all these things that I am doing? Is it really adding value? Am I doing it out of ego? Am I doing it so someone else can see it? Why am I doing all these things that are filling up my calendar? Because let's be honest, a lot of things that we do maybe don't need to really necessarily be done in this season. Okay, we can maybe go revisit it, but there's some things that I may need to get off my plate so I can make time for this self-care. Mm -hmm. Really think about that one. Okay, and then the other part of setting the tempo is making sure that you're setting, I guess, the space and the atmosphere for this. How am I creating this? How am I doing this? And that comes with being proactive and setting up that space for it. And then the last step, so you have scheduled the time, you have set the tempo, and then you have stick to the tune. Okay? Mm. I'm a fan nerd, so rhythm and some syncopation or something to it. <laughs> stick to the tune. How do I stick to the tune? First, you keep the commitment to yourself. You have to. It's going to be so easy for you to be like, oh, well, you know, such and such is more important. So I'm just going to put this to the side. And you never get back to it. You have to stick to the commitment. The other thing that you have to do is you have to filter out the noise. You have to filter out the noise. You have to create that space. Sometimes you really do just need to focus on that self-care and not try to multitask and do all these other things. There's a season for multitasking and then there's a season for shutting it all off so you can get what you need. So it's just, a, I really try to keep it simple. If I can get you to schedule the time, which is part of being intentional, if I can get you to set the tempo, which means to set the help, set the environment. And then if I can get you to stick to the tune, that's half the battle right there. Mm. But everything right here, as you hear, you have to be intentional. This is not a, I'm going to just make it happen at the last minute kind of thing. I, I love the, the last piece that you mentioned that you follow through, right? And I, I know that if I commit to some, but if I commit to something with Liz, I'm going to follow through with that for sure. So does accountability works? Do we need it? Or some people need, some people don't. What is your take on, on accountability to get things Liz, you know, moving? My whole life <laughs> has been accountability. When I needed to lose that 30 pounds, I called up my trainer. I was like, look, we ain't going to get this done if we don't do it together. <laughs> you know, I believe as humans, we were created to get things done. 
together. There are going to be some things that are easier for you to do that you got it. You don't need anybody, but there are going to be some major things. And let me talk to that single woman out there who's like, you know, because see, we get the misimpression that single people aren't as busy, but actually single people deal with more guilt because they know they have the time. But heck, what if I don't want to give up the time? I don't want to. I don't want to be at everything. And I don't want you making me feel bad because you don't have children and you don't have responsibility. Sure. Absolutely. I want to protect my time as well. So this conversation is for single women, married women, every human being, men, everybody. Because what we do is we put ourselves in these categories and we think it doesn't apply to me, but it applies to all of us. We all in some form or fashion need some support and that accountability If you need it, you go out and get it. If Liz is your accountability, you stick with that until maybe you don't need Liz anymore. Mm -hmm. Your body starts to tell you. Yeah, a lot of of key pieces there because sometimes we just jump into things, like you're saying, and we don't really have that. Okay, you know what? Call me every week until this is done, you know, type of thing. Sometimes we need to ask for that. And I love what you're saying about asking for family support and asking if it, that means family, extended family, yes. but no one is going to read your mind, you know? And, and I know I get frustrated with my husband all the time because I'm like, don't you know I need this? <laughs> Why do you you should, excuse me, you should know that I totally am overwhelmed. And cause like we, 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 it's funny, right? We're all laughing cause it's, it's ridiculous, right? We, we, mm. we think that people know what we need is your friends your oh, well, I've been friends with her since we've been five and she should know I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> what? She doesn't even live in your town. You didn't even see her. <laughs> oh, she should know by the, t- the tone of my texts is I've been very overwhelmed. <laughs> I mean, these are things we all say every single day. It's just laughable, right? But no one knows what you know. So we've got to ask for the support. And listen. Honestly, and I know it sounds harsh, but don't nobody really care either. Like that is the truth. And that is the truth. Life is going for everybody. And life is is in seasons. You know, you hear people say work-life balance, whatever. I don't even know what that means. That's some magical unicorn. That's what some people say, but then the retired couple may say, Oh yeah, we have work-life balance. We love, yeah. It's no big deal. (laughs) So wherever you are, acknowledge where you are, be truthful about where you are in your season. And operate in that. And don't feel like you have to do everything. We have to learn how to start telling ourselves, stop feeling guilty about stuff. Stop apologizing for everything. You can't do everything. You just can't. And the minute you become at peace with that, your, your, your whole response to things will be so different. It really, really will. And you'll become more comfortable with asking for help. There's no way you should be doing everything on your own. Mm. And see, we weren't designed see, that way. Yeah, well, that, that is a good point. But us women, we want to try. We want to figure that out, right? <laughs> we're trying we to stop it. Something. Let me tell you what ends up happening, though. And we don't realize it when we are in life, doing life. But what happens is you look up 25, 30 years later, and you decide you want a divorce. And you know why a lot of people divorce after 25, 30 years, a lot of women? Because all that time, they've had all this resentment. They mm. poured so much into their spouses. They poured so much into their children. They've done everything for everybody. And then they look up and I don't have anything really for me. Yeah. I don't even know who you are anymore. I don't even know why you're still in my house. You understand what I'm saying? So before we get to that point where we're resentful, we're bitter, we're angry, we're overweight, we're overwhelmed, why not start addressing some of these things right now? Have to be proactive. Yeah. And you, you mentioned too that you have some 
what are your favorite apps that you like to use when it oh. comes to, I know Andressa is like, wanted yes. to ask this question, but I'm still it. A lot of apps that I recommend. Let me tell you something. One of my favorites, and this is a part of self-care and I'm going to explain to you why here, but one of my favorites is Instacart. <laughs> yes. That is a grocery app. <laughs> for me, that creates time for self-care. Can you guess yeah. why? You don't have to go and get the groceries. I don't have to spend 12 hours in the grocery store because I'm that 12 hour girl. I'll be in the grocery store all day long. Okay. <laughs> For no reason. <laughs> Just twirling around the aisles. <laughs> My husband hates grocery shopping with me. I hate grocery shopping with me. How about that? <laughs> so, <laughs> I use Instacart. That is absolutely one of my favorites. Um, the other one that I love is AnyDo. Mm. A-N-Y-D-O. I love AnyDo because there is so much that I have to do. And the minute I think about it, I want to be able to put it somewhere on my phone as a reminder and get a reminder to do it. I don't want to have to think about that anymore. I think a lot of times we get stressed out because we have so much twirling around up here. And we got to get a way to get it out. AnyDo is an outstanding app for that. Mm. Um, another app that's really good, for, especially for families who have a lot of moving parts is Cozy, C-O-Z-I. Not sure if you've heard of uh, Cozy, no. but yes. it allows you to put everybody's activities on the calendar so everybody knows what everybody's doing mm. and nothing goes missed. That is a really, really good one as well. Um, there is some meditation apps out there. There's one app, let me pull it up real quickly. It literally asks you, you can set it up to ask you at whatever time during the day, how are you feeling right now? Mm. What it does is it tracks how you're feeling at different points during the day. And it gives you advice on things that you can do to kind of make yourself feel better maybe the next day. It is an awesome, awesome app. If you're one of those people who are really trying to work on your mental health. Let me pull up that app here real quickly. Um, there's a yoga beginners app. There's an app for literally <laughs> everything. Um, the name of that app is called Sanvelo, S-A-N as in Nancy, B as in Victor, E as in Egg, L-L-O. And it is a stress and anxiety help app. Mm. Really, really, really good app. Um, Love but th those are some of my favorite ones and anything I'm big on productivity apps, anything that's going to help me to be more efficient with my time. That's what I'm really looking for. And I'll be happy to share with you some other apps that yeah, you can share with great. the audience offline, but um, Instacart saves the day for me. <laughs> Love it. I love it. And I, you know, what you're saying about the reminders. So I, I have a, the calm app, right. And I set cool. that up to remind me at noon to how I think it said exactly what you said. What's funny is that most days when it comes up, I'm like, oh, that's just my mindfulness reminder. I have other things to do. That's what I do. So I get the reminder, but I totally ignore it. So what you're totally like inspiring me, I'm like, I can't ignore that anymore. I need to, how's my body feeling? That's my new question. I mean, I, I, I really like it's because it, we can create these apps, we can create these reminders, we can go to the gym. Yeah, that's all great. But if you're not really in tune with your body, really in tune, like you're, you're, you're so eloquently saying in today's interview, none of it matters. It really, it really doesn't matter. So I'm not ignoring that anymore. I'm going to, you know, much be like, I can't ignore that. That's crazy. And I'm ignoring it. I'm like, ah, oh, it's mindfulness reminder. I have other things to do. I'm being totally honest with you. That's what I think. And that's what I say. And that's not going to get me to my best self, right? As you were saying. So, um, Cece, 
I'm sorry. I wanted to add this too. If yeah, you're in please. a place where you're like, you know what, um, or you need to remind yourself daily, ask yourself if my body were my employer, okay, would it, would it keep me or would it fire me? Mm. Would it keep me or would it fire me? Oh and I think a lot of people can honestly answer and say, my body would straight up shut down operations right now and get rid of me. That's what you need to really be thinking and asking yourself because mm-hmm. without this, question. you ain't functioning. You ain't got no job. You ain't got no career. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You have no investments. You have no, you know, people always say, oh, I want cash flow. I want a passive income. I want to be hanging out on the beach. But if, yeah, if you're not taking care of that body and that mental health and that physical health, none of that really matters. And that's right? why, Andressa, like you said earlier, it is a big rock. You are the big rock. <laughs> You know, yeah. if I could put myself in whatever this little jar is, this little, <laughs> I'm the rock. <laughs> I'm holding it down. And therefore, if I'm the rock, I need to make sure that I'm taking care of myself accordingly. Yeah, that's awesome. Cece, we are, you know, as we develop our workshops and our events around the country, because we're really building this Invest Her community out, like so excited to have you more involved in some of the stuff that we're, we're planning and doing, because you're just, Absolutely. you're a breath of fresh air and you have, you have so much inspiration. So the women listening, where can they learn more about you and all the great uh, resources you have and also the, all the keynotes that you do for uh, companies and, you know, where can they learn more about you? Absolutely. I love to connect. So um, if you will follow me on Instagram at CC, that's cat cat. S-U, Tom, Tom, O-N as in Nancy, C.C. Sutton underscore on Instagram. And then um, I'd say my tribe is really on Facebook. We do a lot of interaction on there. So uh, I think I'm at that 5,000 on my personal, but try it anyway. (laughs) I might see it. C dot C dot Sutton, S-U-T-T-O-N. And then also my business page is the same thing, C.C. Sutton. Um, But I would love to connect. I think that right now, a lot of us, are in a space of just needing to be reminded. We know these things, but we need more verbiage around this. We need more reminders. And that's what I'm here for, to keep you reminded, to give yourself permission. Awesome. And all of this information, ladies, you guys can find on our show notes. Now we're going to transition to our fabulous three questions. And the first one, CC, is what's the most transformational book you have ever read? goodness. Oh, that is a good question. You know what? I'm reading one right now by Julie Cohen, and it's called The Seven Keys to Work-Life Balance. I think that that is a very, very instrumental book because it comes with a workbook. I'm very big on workbooks. You need to write down (laughs) what is really going on with you so you can see it on paper that you know, I got some things that I need to change. She's really good at showing that there are seven aspects to work-life balance, but I love the way she ends the book. You know, the one that she ends it with out of all the seven keys, Mm. she ends it with self-care. Oh my God. Talks about how it's actually one of the most critical keys, because while you can do all this other stuff to create balance, if you don't have that self-care component, it's almost null and void. Julie Cohen. Awesome. The second question is, what's the most powerful routine you do to create a financially free and balanced or rhythm life? (laughs) (laughs) The most financially free. Wow. Well, you know, I, I became okay with 
what I have. I think in this social media age, we feel like we got to be all, do all, have all. And that will all leave you broke. So (laughs) I I think if you can get in a space of really just appreciating what you have right now, and that doesn't mean that every now and then you don't splurge and treat yourself to something, but being okay, whatever you decide to do, it's because you decide to do it. You come from a place of authenticity of what you want to do. I think that'll save you a whole lot of money. There's a lot of people buying a lot of things that they don't even really want to impress people they don't even really like. Yeah, right. <laughs> you don't even need, you know? I heard this another day that we compare our like behind the scene life with other people's in front of the scene, like they're on Instagram, they have their best, you know, angle. So we, we have like this unreasonable comparison that really doesn't work. That's it. That's it. We're using people's highlight reels to dictate, (laughs) you know, what we do. And I know at the end of the day, and you know what, let me tell you something. Instagram is aware of this. Instagram slash Facebook, because, you know, they've owned them. But they're aware of this. And they're so aware of this. And I'm not sure if you've seen their recent article, but they are getting ready to hide the likes. Yes, I saw that. You see that? This is serious. Like, they recognize, you know, there's some things that are going on. People are not being authentic. People are just putting stuff out there that they think, you know, is going to get them all these likes and all that stuff. And it's just a highlight reel. Yeah, 100%. And the last question is, which woman, famous or not, has inspired you the most? There are two women that I look to. My mother is one. Um, My mother is, she's a bad chick. (laughs) (laughs) My mother was a single mother. And we were just talking about this yesterday. It's so funny. But I remember at that time, I didn't even know this. It wasn't until I was like 17 years old that I didn't realize my mom was laid off at one point, okay? Mm-hmm. And, you know, she was catching buses and all this stuff, but she made life so fun. We were still doing little things and painting at home, or whatever. I didn't even realize it. She's taught me to live a resilient life. She's taught me how to handle life's blows. Um, she's taught me that if you just stay grounded and planted, everything will work itself out some way, somehow. And I think that that's one of the best things she could have passed along to me because life is real. (laughs) Life Mm -hmm. is throwing all kinds of things. So I appreciate her for the resilience. The second woman that I admire, I would have to say is Oprah Winfrey. And even though I've never met this woman, she's actually the one who inspired me to use my voice. Um, I remember when I went off to college, my mom was like, you know, I wanted to study communications. And my mom was like, well, why don't you do something more lucrative like IT? And I said, (laughs) Oprah Winfrey was a communications major. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so she taught me to use my voice. I hope to have the opportunity. If I speak it into existence right now, world, universe, no, I exactly. Meet her. Oh, yes. Amen to that. And so you say it, right? And and, and well, if you doesn't... if you let me see if you can see it. She's on my vision board. Oh my god! In the middle, I see her. Yeah. Yes, yes. Andressa, well, if you meet her first, I promise. If I meet her, whoever meets her first, call me. Deal. <laughs> Cece, thank you so much for being on our show. Thank you for sharing all your words of wisdom and uh, just appreciate your time and appreciate you so much. Thank you, ladies. It's been fun. Awesome. Looking forward to talking to you more. Likewise. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, Go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes. 
If you like our show, please share it with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.